This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well for another episode of the Arsenal Vlahovic transfer. No, Arsenal transfer show. That's what it is. Uh, hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well this morning. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Matt G, Jose. Uh, we've got, yeah, Vlahovic Watch 2022 is, is what this turning into every single day. I'm going to keep you up to date with with Lahovic, clearly. Um, Rob Paul, Rathaveris, Vinny, Morgie, uh, Soldier. Good morning to Marcus, to Vivian in the chat box as well. Uh, I'm on time on a Sunday. That deserves a clap, definitely. So, Nick, uh, we've got Rohit, we've got Tony, we've got uh, Liam, we've got Gonzo, John, Christopher, Harvey, Alistair, Daniel. Uh, scroll down a bit more. Adama, uh, Gogo, uh, Nikolai, Jimmy, Christopher. We've got Ginger. Uh, we've got Alistair, we've got uh, A.A. Ron and Leo Barnes as well. Good morning to so many of you. Over 100 of you, as always, tuning in at the beginning of the show. It's crazy. You're just tune in. There's 100 of you just sitting here waiting and you know saying good morning to one another. It's fantastic to see and uh, the community here is definitely growing. Um, I'm probably going to look to try and do a show this afternoon in the wake, of course, of the post-moment of Arsenal against Spurs. Uh, no North London derby. No word on it when it will be. Uh, rescheduled either. Do subscribe to the Arsenal way as well if you haven't done so already. Link in the description. Um, but the main story around Arsenal being that today's Tottenham Hotspur clash has, of course, been postponed. Um, and yesterday we drunk in the tears of everybody uh, who isn't an Arsenal fan, it seems like, because all of the fingers were pointed at Arsenal, despite the fact that we weren't the ones who'd made the decision to grant the postponement. We requested it like plenty of other clubs have in very similar scenarios where they didn't have enough players to field a team. And it was granted because our request met the criteria that the league made out. Um, so uh, quite ridiculous to see all the fingers pointed at Arsenal specifically um, and to see this kind of, you know, reaction specifically after the Arsenal request. Our first request, by the way, there's been 20 odd other postponements this season yet. As soon as Arsenal do it, <laughs> so it's a big thing. So uh, we'll see what happens with this. We'll see when it's rescheduled. And of course, we'll keep you up to date with all the latest on 
that. Now, following Balogun has been talking about uh, how his decision to move to Middlesbrough was uh, came about, rather. Playing senior football, he says, against opposition and fighting for three points is important. They, Middlesbrough, are obviously an ambitious club pushing for promotion. There is a lot of pressure here, and I think it is a great fit for me to be able to come in and learn and add to the team. That pressure is one of the biggest factors in joining Balogun. Made his debut yesterday, came off the bench, and I think around the 67th minute for Brighton Loney Aaron Connolly. Uh, didn't, you know, he wasn't on the score sheet or anything. Middlesbrough did end up winning the game with a late winner, uh, but uh, Balogun came on. Haven't didn't get, manage to catch the highlights or anything, so I don't know how he got on, um, but uh, it is something that I'm going to look to try and uh, get hold of our, our Middlesbrough experts so we can keep monthly updates going on Balogun's progress because I think that'll be important to understanding how he gets on in the second half of the season. So don't you worry, we will plan to get a Middlesbrough uh, update for you every single month. I'm going to endeavour to bring that to you on the channel uh, like we do with the youth team, like we do with William Saliba and the other players that we have a lot of kind of you know interest in, in how they're getting on. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's go on to the next story. And Artur started yesterday for Juventus, but was brought off uh, at halftime. By all accounts, played very well still. However, a lot of people did uh, <laughs> did kind of bring up the fact that he did not look the most engaged. Uh, it seemed like his head was kind of elsewhere, which is good for Arsenal. Um, it's, it's good for us because it means, obviously, he's very much in the mindset of thinking he wants to leave and expecting to leave and hopefully Arsenal can convince the club to leave. However, one of the interesting twists and turns that this deal has taken is that according to uh, Italian outlets, Thomas Partey has become uh, a target of Juventus and they've actually identified the Ghanaian international as ironically, supposedly, Artur's replacement. I don't think this line is that true. Um, I think that this is a very, very simple case of a an article being written where it's, hmm, Arta's linked to Arsenal. Hmm, what midfielder would improve Arsenal, uh, improve Juventus? Probably Thomas Partey. Let's do the swap deal. Like, I think that's pretty much what's happened in this case. Arsenal won't sell Thomas Partey. Thomas Partey doesn't want to leave Arsenal. Arsenal will be looking to get Arta any which way possible on loan if they can. Um, but it's no. I don't think there's much credibility in this line regarding uh, Artur and a Partey swap deal because it's just ludicrous to think that Arsenal would allow who is arguably their best midfielder without a shadow of a doubt to leave the club so they can bring in a midfielder to replace the hole left by another midfielder and then leave us the same amount of, you know, it would leave us in the same position as we was before. So it's pointless, it's silly, and it's not true, and I don't agree with it. Uh, now, not our headline story of the day. However, the latest on Vlaovic is very interesting. Now, uh, Met the Metro did a report based upon um, Italian publication, La Repubblica, who claimed uh, that the Fiorentina uh, president, Rocco Camiso, uh, apparently is ready to let the player leave now, uh, with the future moving further and further away from Florence. And it's understood that the representatives have been demanding an 8 million euro fee to get a renewal over the line. Um, but there is begrudgingly going to be an acceptance that they are prepared to sell Dusan Vlaovic after Arsenal lodged a bid of £58.5 million, according to those reports. We're still waiting to hear about the confirmation of an official bid by Arsenal. We heard about the informal proposals, the money including Torreira, but supposedly Arsenal have lodged this bid behind the scenes. 
whether or not it's true or not, we're going to have to wait and see. We have to play the long game continuously with this one and find out gradually if this is one that can get done. But as I've maintained for a long time, I don't think Fiorentina are going to be the problem. I don't think that Dusan Vlaovic would be the problem. The issue, as always, has been the agent. And the agent is proving to genuinely be such a pain in the ass about this deal. Um, and Arsenal are really struggling, uh, really, really struggling. And Edu, in particular, is really, really struggling to try and sort something out. Um, we'll wait and see. But uh, Vlaovic came off for Fiorentina in their 4-2 win over Napoli in the Coppa Italia the other day. We'll wait and see if whether or not this is something that can happen. But we're still only midway through January. There's still lots and lots and lots of time left in this January window. And we'll continue to keep you updated with the story. But supposedly a breakthrough has been made regarding the clubs. But the agent continues to be a obstacle that Arsenal need to overcome. It would be funny if Arsenal managed to sign Vlaovic and use him in the North London derby rearrangement. That would be oh, chef's kiss. That's That's how good that would be. That would be... Excellent, <laughs> if that could happen. Anyway, that isn't our big story of the day because the big story of the day is that Marseille are reportedly facing a transfer ban over the disputed Pape Gay deal with Watford, who uh, will be suspended, uh, proposedly. So let's kind of wrap up this deal. Uh, I'm reading the report through uh, Eurosport. French side Marseille have been hit with a recruitment ban for two transfer windows, according to the Keep. The reported sanction is in relation to Papa Gay, a player that was actually linked to Arsenal uh, when he was at La Havre, I believe. Um, and he moved, he was going to move to Watford. However, um, Marseille are expected to, uh, well, they kind of came in and, and usurped the deal in a in a way that was not, Legal, basically. Marseille are expected to appeal this decision in front of the Court of Arbitration for Sport and the club is hoping for a verdict within three to six months, um, which is important um, because, of course, they have been linked with uh, a number of players this January window and there is an expectation that this appeal will extend that by three to six months. And this has big, big implications specifically for Matteo Genduzzi and William Saliba because... My understanding of this situation is very similar to how Chelsea dealt with this situation. If you remember, Chelsea signed uh, Matteo Kovacic on a loan with an option to buy. They were then hit with a transfer ban. During that transfer ban, because Kovacic was already a registered player who they had the option to buy at the end of that contract, they were still able to fulfill that obligation by Kovacic out of his Real Madrid contract. I expect, and don't quote me on this because I'm not a I'm not a legal expert, but based upon the evidence of what Chelsea did with Matteo Kovacic, I expect the same thing can happen with Matteo Genduzzi. I expect that even with a possible transfer ban, Marseille can still activate the option clause in Matteo Genduzzi's contract at the end of the season. So despite lots of people discussing whether or not we should bring Genduzzi back or whether he's not going to be able to bring him back. Genduzzi should still become a Marseille player at the end of this uh, transfer window, despite the fact that Marseille could be hit with this transfer van. However, William Saliba is different. William Saliba is purely on a straight loan to Marseille, which means that any kind of transfer ban will affect his future because it means that Marseille would not be able to offer a permanent contract to Saliba at the end of that deal. So that option to Saliba would be absolutely closed. So if there was any kind of temptation by Saliba to want to join Marseille on a permanent contract, he would not have that option. 
Obviously, I believe that he still very much wants to return to Arsenal. It's my understanding that the club have got big, big plans for Saliba next season still. But at the same time, if there was a temptation from Saliba to still want to go to Marseille on a permanent basis, um, that would not be affected, basically. Now, the third player that's impacted by this is Sayag Kalatinac. Sayag Kalatinac, as we know, has been linked by uh, a number of sources with a move to Marseille. Now, because Marseille have uh, appealed this decision, uh, I think that they still would be able to sign um, Kalasanac during this specific window. To be honest, I think that when they're given the recruitment ban for two windows, I'm not even sure if it includes this current January window. Um, so there's a lot of kind of ifing and erring and there's not you know there's not a lot of uh, clarity about this situation but Sayan Kalasnach in particular um i don't think that move would be affected um cuz i mean as per Lakeep, the liga outfit can't sign and register any new players from the next two transfer windows excluding the current one although they are likely to appeal the decision so they should still be able to sign without a shadow of a doubt Sayan Kalasnach uh, in terms of Genduzi as it says, and I'm reading now the report on football.london by Tashan. Um, as for Gendouzi, the situation is a little complicated. Football.london understands that the France International will join Marseille on a permanent basis for £9.5 million, but only as long as the club avoid relegation from Liga, which isn't going to be an issue. And the registration issues that come with the transfer ban means it may be unclear as to whether Gendouzi would be able to play for Marseille next season. However, for clarity, Arsenal needn't look any further than what happened to the London rivals Chelsea because of what happened with Kovacic. Therefore, Arsenal should still be on course to receive the £9.5 million. Yeah, as I expected. So because of the fact that Genduzi's on loan with an option, he could be registered. Saliba can't be registered. Kolasinac can be signed during this January transfer window. What that could mean is if Marseille want to sign Saliba, they could actually accelerate any plans they had and offer Arsenal money during this transfer window to try and sign Saliba on a permanent basis. I'd be surprised if that happened. But uh, but yeah, that's basically the big Marseille story. In short, Genduzi can still leave. Saliba will very, 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 very likely, unless they decide to put a bid in in this January window, not be moving to Marseille. And Kalasinac can still leave in this during January window to Marseille. In short, that's how it worked. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, that is the last story of our transfer route. So it does mean we move on to questions in the chat box. If you have any questions, you are going to be able to have them answered. So we'll jump into the chat now and uh, go for as many of them as we can. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying. Uh, Kunjun says, good morning, Tom. Can a player easily fire an agent? Um, I mean, in theory, absolutely. You just fire them. You may have to pay them a fee uh, based upon their contract. But yes, in theory, it's very easy to fire uh, an agent. However, as in life, not always things are the easiest. And so therefore, it might be a lot trickier than we first imagined for Vlaovic to sack his agent, which obviously... Look, we the agent is proven to be the biggest problem with this deal. And I do think that... Oh, why are we going on green screen? There we go. That's much better. Um, anyway, what I was saying... Why is this all like this? There we go. I was trying to sort out my... I could see behind me. It was all fuzzy behind me for some reason. It should be fine now. Um, 
you can easily fire an agent in most cases, but in this case, it can prove more tricky if there is, you know, stuff behind the scenes that makes it slightly more difficult to complete. Basically, in short, Kunjun, that's the answer to the question. Yosef says, rule says game is postponed if we do not have 13 outfield players. Why is so much fuss made from Arsenal's game postponement? Smart by Arsenal in my books. Why is the media against Arsenal, especially Neville? Uh, Neville, Neville. I think that it's... Look, I've covered this on yesterday's postponement show. We talked about this. I the, the the reaction to this is absolutely made clear. Kind of the the separate treatment that Arsenal get, the biased treatment that Arsenal get, the dislike there is towards Arsenal over any other seeming club in the Premier League by uh, aspects of the industry. Um, I can't answer your question in regards to why. It just seems to be it is what it is. Um, Kalasnash has been nicking 11 for, as a football for league for years, says some bloke. Bramwell says, Tom, can you make the update for Balogun as a championship low needs update as I've heard Ballard is doing well at Millwall? Yes, uh, it might be a good idea to do it as a, as a championship update. We'll, uh, we'll see what we do. I expect Ballard will probably move on from Arsenal in the summer, um, but they should be able to get a decent fee for him. Vinny says, do you think Juventus playing Artur is a statement that they want to keep the player and we need to move on? Uh, not necessarily. I do think that they're just kind of rotating. I, I think they obviously want to try and convince him to stay, it seems. But we're understanding that his head is still very much favouring this move to Arsenal. So we'll wait and see. Uh, Jonathan says, I believe Arsenal walked away from the AOR because of his agent. It doesn't seem to be the case now with Lauvic. We're really pushing. Do you think that's because it's Arteta's rates, the striker, that highly. I think it's a combination of things, Jonathan. I think it's one, the Awar situation was his agent and also the player. There was doubts over Awar that we raised on this channel a number of times. Vlaovic is considered to be just on a different pedestal and they may be able to be willing to take the risk with the agent issues to try and get a deal for one of the best strikers on the planet over the line. Uh, Paul says, would the postponement by Liverpool of the first leg be a false positive if we brought in Arthur and Vlaovic? Probably. <laughs> Lars says, morning Tom, you think that the transfers Arthur and Vlaovic look like dragging on to the deadline day, now we only waiting to face Burnley? Probably, because if you think about it, we've got Liverpool on Thursday, which is on what the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th of, of Jan, then we've got Burnley at the following weekend, and then we've got a straight stretch all the way through to Wolves and the deadline day. So, I think that these are likely expected to to move through. Dan Han says, Tom, AFTV are reporting that Leon are willing to let Bruno leave on loan with an obligation to buy. Is there any truth? I mean, AFTV aren't, re aren't reporting that. AFTV are reporting that based on a, uh, a report that's come from somewhere else. Uh, let me just have a quick check where that report came from. Uh, get French Football News. Uh, here we go. Leon providing interested clubs with two options regarding the sale of Bruno Gimolaes this month, uh, according to sources contacted by Get French Football News. The first option would include a €45 million Euro deal, including bonuses for a permanent move, or the second possible format would be a loan deal with a €45 million Euro obligation clause. The Brazilian has notably the subject of Arsenal and Juventus, according to RMC Sport, although the former appear to have instead set their sights on the latter club's Brazilian midfielder, Artur. So, I mean, in regards to that, the, the report, as I say, comes from Get French Football News, which I know. I, I trust the guys there. I know people there and they're very well connected. And uh, I'm not surprised that that's been the case. But the fact that no one's come in for Bruno Gimaraes with that type of deal, either no one can afford it, which Juventus aren't 
Juventus are a bit tricky with their money. Arsenal are obviously putting a lot of their money into the striker situation. But I do find it weird that with that deal available that no one's gone in for that yet, if that is the case. Because it seems like such a no-brainer of a deal to get done. Uh, Virage says, if Artur deal is not happening quickly, is Arsenal not trying for another midfielder? Probably, Virage. I mean, a lot of people feel like Arsenal only do things one at a time. In reality, they're doing multiple things at a time. Richard Garlic's on cases, Edu's on cases, discussing with agents. I mean, Edu met with Jonathan David's agent in December. Didn't mean that a deal was going to take place in January. But these people are constantly in communication, constantly contacting people. But they have to wait for the right moment before they decide to move on a player because there's lots of moving parts in any kind of transfer deal with the player, with the agent, with the club with the family like you have to think about the social side of these moves the player has to be absolutely sure that about uprooting his life it's not like fifa where you've got a bit of code and you're moving one player from one club to another there's loads of stuff that goes on behind the scenes with transfers that people don't ever consider and these things take time absolutely take time have you ever had to do a big move in your life and you thought well we're gonna have to mull this over for a few days and have discussions with family and stuff that even that can hold up transfers so just remember that these transfer moves take a long, long time to complete. And usually when you see them happen at the start of the window, it's because those specific transfers have been taking place over months ahead of that January window. And then when it opened, the move was made official. So there you go. Um, John G says, hey, Tom, what did you think of Coutinho last night? Did we miss out on him? No, we didn't miss out on him. I think he's at the right. I think that's the right kind of club, right kind of level of where he needs to be. Um, and, you know, I'm very happy that he's there. I think that we're in a situation now where we don't need to be looking at 29, 30-year-old players to bring into the team. He's going to do a decent job there. I hope he continues to take points off of our rivals as he did last night. Ha-ha, United. Uh, and, yeah, I'm very happy with that. So there you go. Um, thoughts on the Diego Costa link, says Stiga. Again, I've not used it in my shows because I don't think there's any credibility to it whatsoever, and not even enough that I would even address it in the main bulk of the show to dismiss it either. So there you go. Vivian says, surely a player can override an agent. Surely a player can override an agent. But the fact that this isn't happening maybe tells you that there's more to this than meets the eye. Byron says, Tom, why won't other big teams postpone games? It's all good. But when we, the Arsenal, do the same, it's a problem for the league. Double standards. I mean, Byron, I think we can all come up with the reasons as to why that's the case. Uh, Wayne says Spurs versus Arsenal postponed, but Xhaka still got sent off. Wash hands. <laughs> oh, just 8D chess is what's going on there. Uh, Nick Meadows, any news on disciplinary action on Xhaka? As far as I'm aware, it's a two-game suspension, so he would miss the Liverpool game and then the Burnley game now. That's as far as I'm aware. Asala says, out of Fabian Ruiz, Bruno and Arthur, who would you like to see at Arsenal? Bruno. Of the three, Bruno, I think, is the one that I would like to see the most. Uh, Garner Ed says, Tom, have you seen the links to Ricky or Richie, uh, who plays for Empoli? I have seen those links, uh, and I nearly did a tactical breakdown on him, um, but the, the links went very quiet, and I didn't think it was the right time to do it. Uh, I mean, all those links are now a week old, um, but they we were linked with a move to him, so if those reappear, I will do the tactical breakdown on him, but uh, at the moment, we didn't need to, so uh, 
there you go uh let's scroll down a little bit more uh ricky says uh, ironically ironically ricky says hi tom thanks for the morning updates thank you for tuning in mate uh kai says morning tom opinions on rival fans still crying about our postponed game Drink in the tears, mate. Drink in the tears. Harvey says, Vinny, uh, Arthur was a, Arthur was a big deal for them. I imagine they don't want to let him go easily. It's all about money. It is all about money in this sense. However, what I would say uh, is that, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a situation now where they've swapped Arthur in a big deal for Pjanic. They didn't actually have to part ways with a lot of money. It was a very clever trick with that kind of swap deal with the money that exchanged hands to make them both look like huge deals they weren't huge deals in reality so there you go uh peter says tom are there rumors on other alternatives apart from blauvich and david yes i mean arsenal like calvert lewin they like alexander Izak. they're two players that are definitely on arsenal's list of strikers they're looking at the problem for arsenal is that there are no other players linked specifically with arsenal um in this january window because they're not available David isn't going to move in January. Calvert-Lewin probably won't move in January. Isaac is very unlikely to move in January unless it's for his release clause. And that's the problem that Arsenal kind of have during this window is that Vlaovic looks the only kind of player that they would be able to go for during the January window. Uh, let's scroll down any more. Uh, Vinny says, why were fans angry with Xhaka? He masterminded the nil-nil defensive performance and ensured we didn't have enough players to postpone the game against Burs. Oh, again, 8D chess. That's all I can say. Vinay says, morning, Tom. Thoughts on our top four chances if we miss out on a striker? By the way, best wishes for India. You have a great show. Thanks, Vinay. That's a really uh, nice comment from you. Chances on top four if we miss out on a striker, obviously, will take a huge hit because we'll be one Lacazette injury away from a disaster. Aubameyang's health issues make a return to Arsenal even trickier now. We're told that it's a minor problem. We're told it's nothing serious, but they're things that you need to be really careful about. You need to make sure that the player's welfare and health absolutely is put as the top priority. So at the moment in time, I would consider Aubameyang still very much not really an option for us right now, which means we're one Lacazette injury away from Eddie Nketiah being our only natural striker. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Pavithran says, Hi, Tom. How excited are you to watch Amazon's documentary on Arsenal this season? I feel there will be a lot of positivity. I hope that we have something to celebrate at the end. I hope it is in the form of a League Cup. I hope it's in the form of a top four place. That would be a really, really great achievement this season if we can get top four and win a trophy. That would be really, really good. We'll have to wait and see. Fingers crossed for Thursday. Hopefully, we can knock out Liverpool and uh, and then beat Chelsea in another cup final. That would be great. By the way, Chelsea were awful yesterday. They are one of those boring teams to watch. So, 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 so boring. I mean, at least we took the game to City and we should have come out with a win. Chelsea deserved to be absolutely battered in that game. It was a nothing fixture for City and they never had to even get out of second gear. It was kind of like those 1-0 wins City have had over us at the Emirates a couple of times. But actually... We gave them a decent game and it kind of shows the difference, I suppose, between the mindsets of the two teams. Billy says, uh, what do you think about Zapata if we are to lose Lacazette? I mean, Zapata on a six-month loan makes a bit of sense. I don't know why Atalanta would let him leave on a six-month loan, though. That's the problem. Ado says, morning, Tom. What are your thoughts on the Diego Costa rumours? Nothing. I don't have thoughts on this. Venkatesh says, ex-players, fans and pundits have been saying Xhaka is a liability to Arsenal. Why journalists don't ask tougher questions to Arteta and make him answer? He always tries to ignore Xhaka's mistakes. Um, look, I do, obviously, working in the industry, I have my sympathies. Um, I know that you're in a situation, a press conference, where if you ask certain questions and if you ask 
if you go hell for leather at a press conference, you've seen managers walk out of press conferences with no backlash, with no punishment. At the end of the day, you have to ask questions that are going to get you good answers. But you can't go into a press conference and be rude. Like, I, I agree with you. That we, I would like to see certain questions asked that aren't being asked at this moment in time. But I think the way that some fans want questions to be asked aren't aligned with the way that press conferences are and the way that they go. So you can't just go, Xhaka's this, Xhaka's crap, Xhaka's this, Xhaka's that. Why do you keep playing him? Um, you have to angle the questions in a different way. And I would, if I was there, angle a question about Granite Xhaka. And I would say that Granite Xhaka has X amount of errors leading to goals since he joined. Um, do you have plans to replace him in the long term? And you have to angle the question in a certain way. I get as frustrated as some other people do that certain questions aren't asked. Uh, and if I was ever in the press conference in the future, which, you know, fingers crossed that will happen one day, I'd hope to be able to ask some questions that would certainly reveal uh, some interesting information uh, in the future. But we'll wait and see. Um, my MJ Marshall says, what are your thoughts on Lazio's Immobile? Uh, I think that uh, he's a player that's very, very good, but not of the right age profile that Arsenal are looking for. Uh, Pierre says, Tom, did you hear that Coutinho is better than Cristiano chance? Yes. I mean, the worrying thing is United probably played a little bit, a little bit better without Ronaldo in the team. Fernandez looked a lot better without Ronaldo in the team. I think they're going to realise that they are better without Ronaldo in the team. Um, the Harry Thomas says, Tom, have you watched the AFCON? Partey could be back on Wednesday morning if Gabon, uh, Morocco draw. Uh, I'd be surprised if Gabon or Morocco draw. I'd expect Morocco to win that game. But if they do, he would be out, which would be good news for us. So let's fingers crossed hope for a draw. I haven't caught loads of the African Cup of Nations. I've seen quite a few of the highlights and some of the big stories like referees blowing up before the end of the game. Um, and I watched, what was it? The Ethiopia-Senegal uh, game? Uh, no, there's Cameroon-Ethiopia uh, game, which was very interesting, actually. So uh, I think Andre A scored an absolute screamer yeah, to open the scoring in that game before Ethiopia pegged him back. Uh, Nathan says, thought on the next season and the right-back position with Tommy being first-choice right-back and is the route back to the squad for Bellerin? No, I wouldn't sign anyone at right-back uh, unless we lose Chambers and Cedric. If we lose Chambers and Cedric, then we do need to move on. But my mind, I actually think there's a route there for William Saliba. Saliba is featured at right-back for Marseille. And actually, his style of centre-back is very similar to the style of Tommy Asu. And I do feel he could play that role if he was called upon very comfortably. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, number one lovers is Big T. Are you worried about the reports of Arthur having a bad attitude? Do you think it could affect the harmony of the squad? I think that what has happened time after time after time is that we are seeing a situation where Arteta will not sign players who obviously want to see a situation where a bad egg is in the team. If you know what, Do you know what I mean? That's kind of the situation there. So... We'll wait and see, but I don't think that Arsenal and Arteta would be looking to bring in a player that they thought had kind of, you know, big issues uh, associated with them. Um, is there big news dropping in? John to check Twitter. I, I don't know of any other big news that's coming in. Uh, oh, hold on. I've been tagged in something. Arsenal have offered 60 million euros plus Lucas Torreira for Dusan Vlaovic claims Calcio McCarty. Thanks, John T, for tagging me in that. Let's uh, share this story with the screen so you guys can see it. Reacting live, unless I can't. I think I should be able to. Uh, oh, I need to get rid of my ad blocker, apparently. Uh, pause for this site, always. 
Right. Let's share this screen so you guys can see this report from uh, Calcio. Fingers crossed we can read it and it's not looking annoying. Here we go. Apologies for the adverts. Uh, let's translate this. Translate page. Transfer market. Vlaovic Fiorentina. The arm wrestling continues. Camiso wants to, <laughs> wants to sell right away. Uh, it is a game of chess, a long tug of war made up by dark looks, sketchy provocations and unsaid truths. <laughs> this is very dramatic, isn't it? Dusan Vlaovic and Fiorentina are separated at home, a bond that is more frayed every day that miraculously does not affect the fleeting moment of the match. The Serbian faces... Uh... The Serbian, face of an angel and heart of stone, is impeccable, both in training and in matches, 16 goals in Serie A. Basically, what's that saying is that there's the issues between the relationship of the player and the club, and yet he continues to play very well, is what that's basically saying. Um, that of Arsenal, 60 million plus the redemption. I love that. Italian translates the word, kind of the, the sale, the option, the obligation, the redemption of the midfielder to Rare Valley at another 15. It's particularly attractive and patience if this choice could penalise them. Uh, bad bad translation there. But the Serb and his elusive entourage play another game. President Camiso is furious. He thought he had a privileged relationship with the young champion, um, and now he feels betrayed. He's ungrateful, he hisses at each interview. He believed that those chats on the sidelines between one dribble and another were preparatory to the renewal of the contract from four million net per season to 2025, complete with a release clause around 70 million. Maybe that's why Camisa refused Atletico Madrid. 60 million in the summer, but Vlaovic doesn't really think about renewing. Um, it's the best possible window to get the most money. Uh, I don't think this tells us anything new, to be honest. I, I know that we've always been talking about the fact that Arsenal have wanted to put a bid in for Vlaovic, and we've talked about a bid for Vlaovic, but I don't think that report tells us anything other than the fact that Arsenal have lodged that bid, which we've basically been understood to know has been kind of in the pipeline for a few days now. Um, it's a crazy story. It's a crazy kind of link that we're having to cover every single day. Fingers crossed it works out better than, than we're expecting. I'm still not getting my hopes up. I'm, you know, if you set yourself up for disappointment, if, if, you, if you don't expect to be disappointed, you won't ever will be. So... I am very much in a situation where I'm not going to get my hopes about signing Vlaovic. I don't think you should get your hopes up about signing Vlaovic. I think you should just chill on this. If it happens, it'll be an amazing achievement in the trans window for Arsenal. But let's just chill. We will keep you up to date with what's been going on um, and what's going around every single day with our daily Doosan update. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump into uh, the end of the show and tell you to always subscribe if you haven't done so already. There's nearly a thousand of you watching live. We do these shows every single morning at 8 a.m., keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer news. We go through all of it, and then we go into the chat box and go through as many comments as we can. Do drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it. And subscribe to the channel if you are new. We'll see you a little bit later on today, most likely, probably in the evening uh, for a later discussion if there is any big news to talk about. If not, the next show will, of course, be tomorrow at 8 a.m. So I'll see you then. Have a fantastic day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.